0: Well, today is November 26th, and you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antonyou. Bill, how are you doing today? You know, Marco, today is American Thanksgiving, and
1: uh, it makes me sad because I always spend American Thanksgiving in America with my American friends. And uh, due to the pandemic, uh, I am not uh, doing that this year. So I am a bit blue today. So feel free to cheer me up, Marco. You have five minutes.
0: Maybe this will cheer you up. Today is also National Cake Day.
1: Oh, all right.
0: It always falls on November 26th. It was always around Thanksgiving, although Thanksgiving doesn't always fall on November 26th, but it does make the two a perfect pair when they do fall on today. So maybe you can have yourself a nice bite of cake and it'll make you feel better.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I suppose cake always makes you feel better until you're on the sixth or seventh slice and then you have regrets. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Well, listen. If you were born today on November twenty-sixth, or Cake Day, as I like to call it, um, you like your things a particular way. People born today say um, it says that they can use practical means to bring about seemingly impractical goals. Bill, hmm. they seem hot-headed and stubborn. This doesn't come from ego, but from innocent self-confidence. They be- they believe their way is the best way.
1: Interesting. Well, they probably make very good cake decorators in that regard. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, celebrating a birthday today, first up, maybe not my favorite on this list, but certainly the cutest. Peter Fascinelli was one of the stars of the teen comedy Can't Hardly Wait in 1998. And he appeared in Supernova and on Six Feet Under and Damages, later finding greater fame as Dr. Carlisle Cullen in the Twilight films and as Coop on the series Nurse Jackie. Since then, he has appeared on American Odyssey, Supergirl, and the film Countdown. He was born on his day in Queens in 1973.
0: Mark Margolis is a character actor best known for his work on the films of Darren Aronofsky as well as the role as of Tio Salamanca on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He was also in the films Ace Ventura, The Thomas Crown Affair, and Scarface, as well as the shows Oz, Law and & Order, and, of course, Santa Barbara. He was born on this day in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1939.
1: I always think of him as uh, Thomas Crown Affair because, as you know, I always mention the Thomas Crown Affair.
0: I know. Yeah, I hated that film. Uh, Marco,
1: you didn't. You're lying to get a rise out of me and it's not gonna work.
0: That's the one with um uh Pierce Bronson, right? Well, see, if you can't say his name
1: right, then how can you hate his film? <laughs> Brosnan.
0: Yeah, Brosnan, and they yeah. all wear the hats from that painting of the hat with the yes. apple or some shit yes. like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great film. Three times in the theater, alone. Yeah. <laughs> Rita Ora is a singer-songwriter who was signed by Jay-Z to Rock Nation in 2009 and rose to prominence with being featured on DJ Fresh's single, Hot Right Now, in 2012. She released her debut album, Aura, that same year, and it debuted at number one in the UK, where she has left lived since her Albanian parents fled Kosovo when she was one year old. She sings the hits R.I.P., How We Do, and from her second album, Phoenix, the songs Anywhere and Let You Love Me. She has appeared in the films Fast and Furious 6, The Fifty Shades Trilogy, and Southpaw. She was born on this day in Kosovo, Yugoslavia in 1990. So I guess her bio is a lot like the family in the Emma Thompson Christmas
0: movie. oh Because
1: they also escaped the... uh oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Oh, you mean Wham Christmas? Is Wham Christmas, yes. Or the yes, Elf yes.
1: movie, as my friend Elwa calls it, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But not to be mistaken with Elf, which is actually a good Christmas
1: film. <laughs> oh, poor Emma. Oh. Moving on.
0: Oh, well, Trevor Morgan oh. was a child star in The Sixth Sense, The Patriot, and Jurassic Park 3, Bill. Not the first one, not the second, but the third. Oh, I know. Playing a lead role in A Rumor of Angels with Vanessa Redgrave. Such a great film, Bill, if you have It's not it, really exactly great. Check yeah, it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Filmed in Nova Scotia, <laughs> though. Well,
0: more recently. <laughs>
1: Oh, was it? Yeah. What is it even about? Uh, It's about a young boy. It's about a young boy. And I think he's dealing with grief or he's having trouble as a child. And he becomes friends with this woman who like lives alone and is a bit odd. uh, And they become, played by Vanessa Redgrave and they become best friends. And then it's sort of seen rather suspiciously by the adults. Um, cause she believes that her dead daughter like visits her as a ghost or something. I remember this movie far too well for something that I found very forgettable many, many years ago, but I also remember that I wrote my review of it and wrote in my review that it takes place in Maine. And someone wrote to me very angrily to point out that even though it takes place in Maine, it's shot in Nova Scotia. So yeah, relax is what I say to Nova Scotia.
0: Go on. Yeah, fair enough. Well, listen, uh, More recently, he's appeared in Mechanic, Mechanic, I've never heard of that, Magic Hour and The Grounds. He was born on this day in Chicago, Illinois, in 1986. Didn't Vanessa Redgrave uh, do a spot for um, Weight Watchers back in the day? Uh,
1: Lynn Redgrave, her sister did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, We always, my friend and I always thought of this Trevor guy as like the worst example of child actors back in his heyday, Um, including in Jurassic Park three, the plot of that movie is that he was, um, he's like abandoned on the dinosaur island for some reason. I think his parents got killed in a crash or something. And then the other adults come to find him six weeks later and he's like, you know, covered in mud and eating chocolate bars sideways because he's gone feral. And we're like, you've been there for six weeks. Anyway, (laughs) moving on, Robert Goulet was told by his father on his deathbed that he must pursue the gift of his singing voice. And so he did studying at the Royal Conservatory of Toronto on a scholarship, landing a gig as a DJ on CKUA radio in Edmonton before landing the role that made him a star as Lancelot in the Broadway production of Camelot. In 1968, he won a Tony for his role in Happy Time and had a lengthy career as a singer with numerous albums and a Grammy Award for Best New Artist in 1962. On film, he appeared in Honeymoon Hotel, Beetlejuice, and Mr. Wrong. He was born on this day to French-Canadian parents in Lawrence, Massachusetts in 1933 and died in 2007 at the age of 73.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I always remember him doing all the talk show circuits when I was a kid. Yeah. And he always had some, I don't, there was something about him that I found very, um, I don't know, appealing or interesting Yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, he
1: yeah. was, He. I mean, and he looked like a Disney prince, you know, and he right. was always, and they were always busted, like Lancelot was always his definitive role, you know, he was always right. uh, singing songs from that god-awful musical everywhere he went. Anyway, next one, Marco, you can do, and it's my favorite of the year.
0: Well- Listen, you kind of stole it from me because also my favorite. Born Anna Mae Bullock, she became one of the greatest rock stars of all time, and you probably know her as Tina Turner. She was introduced by that name with the song, A Fool in Love, in 1960. Beginning her career with Ike Turner, she sang the hits River Deep, Mountain High, Proud Mary, and one of my favorites, Nutbush City Limits. Then, following her 1978 divorce from Ike, she started out on her own solo career with the mega hits What's Love Got to Do With It, which won a Grammy and came from the worldwide hit album Private Dancer. In her 1986 autobiography, she revealed that she had been subjected to domestic violence and sexual violence by Ike Turner, which was later dramatized in the film. What's Love Got to Do With It, starring Angela Bassett and Lauren F- Lawrence Fishburne in 1993. Bill, also one of my favorite biopics. Yep, great movie. She has sold over 100 million records and one, is one of the best-selling artists of all time, with a total of 12 Grammy Awards, was the first black artist and first female artist to be featured on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. She received the Kennedy Center Honors in 2005 and published a second autobiography My Love Story and her songs have been turned into a Broadway musical called Tina She was born on this day in Nutbush Tennessee in 1939 My friends live in Nutbush and so
1: I always uh when I visit them I'm always like aha I'm in Tina land She's Are the you, best I didn't
0: I didn't know that so you've been to Nutbush mm-hmm. Yeah What's Nutbush like Well isn't
1: it a suburb of Nashville I, I don't know. I've never been there. As far as wrong. I know it is, unless there's oh. another town in Tennessee called Nutbush. As far as I know, it's uh it's I like the it. Scarborough to Toronto, Nutbush to Nashville. That's, a, that's what I understand. But one of our listeners can tell me if I'm wrong.
0: And we didn't even mention bill that she was in the Mad Max film. Of course. And- yes.
1: And Tommy as well. No, Tina is the greatest. Tina is, you know, uh, a buddy who wrote the book about creating Much Music said that no one was ever more excited in that building than when she visited. It was like the greatest day at Much Music ever. Um, And what's also amazing is she's sitting on a fortune now of about, I don't know, $200, $300 million. She walked away from her divorce from Ike in 1978 with zero dollars, just with her name, as is described in the film. And that has all been built since she struck out on her own, and then he came to her later. He wouldn't let her record, like, um, perform their songs for a long time. And then later he came to her because he needed money because he got into a lot of um, tax trouble and whatever. By the time right. he, uh, you know, grew old and died, um, and um, and she uh, then rec- re-recorded all of their all of their music, and I think was actually quite um, generous to him by the end as well right. because she's a good soul.
0: Did you ever see her perform live?
1: Uh, regrettably, I did not.
0: Oh, Bill, I wish I knew you back in the day because yeah. I wanted to go see her and no one wanted to see her with me. I asked right. every single person I knew. So I bought a single ticket. Yeah. It's the first and only time I ever went to a concert by myself. Got the last, like I could touch the top wall. Like I was in the the last, last seat you could imagine. <laughs> and I, it didn't matter. I felt like I was on stage with her. That's how great of, of a performer she was.
1: I've learned, was that, you like, know, if you just buy two tickets, you'll eventually find someone who will come with you. And also if, if money is not too much of an object and you're willing to just not have the other person pay, you just buy right. two tickets, someone will come with you.
0: You're right. Back in that, back in the day when I went to see her, like I just couldn't get anyone, but I said, I don't care. She's that great. Oh, of
1: course. Yeah. Who can blame you? Who can blame you? Well, not as exciting as Tina Turner, but Scott adds it made us laugh as Pete Hornberger on Tina Fey's runaway hit show 30 rock, which he appeared on seven seasons. A second city alumnus. He also appeared on veep in the films, Arthur and the informant and is the voice of Baymax in the film and series of big hero six. He was born on this day in Northbrook, Illinois in 1965.
0: Don Lake is another Second City alumnus who starred in Police Academy, the Dave Thomas Comedy Show, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and this year on NCIS and Space Force. He's the writing partner of Bonnie Hunt, acting and writing on both her shows, as well as co-writing her feature directorial debut, Return to Me. Uh, He was born on this day in Toronto, Ontario in 1956. I didn't know he was Canadian. No, neither did Mm -hmm. I. It actually made me stumble there that's why i messed up return to me i saw that's the one where um what's his name it needs a heart and he gets it from what's her name right? <laughs> she needs uh, the heart yeah and then she, she gets the it from his dead
1: wife and yeah, then they fall right. in love it's one of the most okay. wonderful romantic comedies ever <laughs> my mom used to make mini, me put mini it driver, on every day yeah
0: mini driver and the x-files guy
1: yes david ducufny yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody's yeah. what's her name <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> One of the many wonderful character actors featured in Bonnie Hunt's underrated return to me is Marianne Mueller Lila, a character actress with over 200 credits on her resume, and they're still piling up. She was the wrong Sarah in the first Terminator film, who has also appeared in Soap Dish, Fish*, The Road to Wellville, and episodes of The Mentalist and Big Love. She was born on this day in St. Louis, Missouri in 1948.
0: Can I just point out she was in Passion Fish? <laughs> just need to highlight <laughs> like that.
1: And not Passion Fist? Yeah. She's one of my favorite uh, parts of that movie. She's one of the nurses that Mary McDonald hires, who's like this big, angry Eastern European woman. It's Kasha. It's good for stool. Yes, it looks like it might have something to do with that. Anyway.
0: Nice. Well, Bruce Paltrow uh, is probably not good for stool, but was a director and producer who worked on the hit series St. Elsewhere in the early 80s, executive producing every episode and directing 14 of them, plus making the films A Little Sex. And in 2000, the musical ensemble film Duets, co-starring Oscar winning daughter Gwyneth Paltrow and... uh, I want a new drug, that guy, right? Um, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, yeah. yeah. He or what's his for...
1: name, as Marco Timpano <laughs> will often refer to him. <laughs> he
0: was nominated, This is cold read. That's the problem. He was nominated for nine Emmy Awards and was the husband of actress Blythe Danner. He was born on this day in Brooklyn in 1943 and sadly died in 2002 at the age of 58. Yep. Yep. Cyril
1: Cusack was brought up in Ireland and became an actor on that country's stage from the time he was seven. By the time he was an adult, he began appearing in films, one of his first major roles in the Carol Reed IRA drama Odd Man Out in 1947. Later, he was in Fahrenheit 451, Harold and Maude, and Ron Howard's Far and Away in 1992, a year before his death at the age of 82. He was born on his day in Durban, South
0: Africa in 1910. Marianne McAndrew had an auspicious debut with her performance in the 1969 movie version of Hello, Dolly, earning Golden Globe nominations both for Best Supporting Actress and as the Best New Star of the Year. Though her career somewhat faltered after the release of the 1974 film The Bat People, and she mainly appeared on television after that, including episodes of Trapper John M.D., Newhart, and Murphy Brown. She experienced something of a resurgence when scenes from her debut in Hello, Dolly were used in the Oscar-winning Pixar hit WALL-E. She was born on this day in Cleveland, Ohio in 1942.
1: Julian Temple is a filmmaker who directed a number of high-profile music videos in the 80s, including My Way by Sid Vicious, See You by Depeche Mode, and Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club, plus enjoyed cult status with his feature films Absolute Beginners and Earth Girls Are Easy. In the 90s, he made the biopic of Jean Vigo and the Sex Pistols documentary The Filth and the Fury. Continuing to work to the present, he's released two documentaries already this year. He is the father of actress Juno Temple and was born on this day in London in 1953.
0: Charles M. Schultz was born in Minneapolis in 1922, and he was an American cartoonist and creator of the comic strip Peanuts. Of course, we know Peanuts because of Snoopy and Charlie Brown. That's what I call it. He is widely regarded as one of the most influential cartoonists of all time, cited by cartoonists including Jim Davis, Bill Watterson, and Matt Growing. Schultz died at his home on February 12, 2000, at the age of 77 from colon cancer. The last original Peanuts strip was published the next day. He had predicted that the strip would be, would outlive him because the strips were usually drawn weeks before their publication.
1: And the first play I ever wrote was an adaptation of a Peanuts book that I oh, loved I didn't as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: great. And
1: then my sister told me all about copyright, so the project was squelched oh, when I was a mere seven years old.
0: Why does your sister have to dash your dream? I know,
1: I know. Well, I was going to a Christian school at the time. They wouldn't have accepted it anyway unless I threw something about God into it. So, you
0: know. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, uh, I hope that your uh, November 26th, even though you're not in the States, Bill, still ends up being a nice one.
1: I think it will. I'm going to make the best of it because that's what we've been doing all this year.
0: Well, there you go. I'm Marco Tempano. And
1: I'm Bill Antony. We'll see you tomorrow.